Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. We'll surely appreciate it here on 100 Yards Football. I'd like to give special thanks to my special thanks to my producer today, Mr. Logan Landers, for making it happen. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. Today's video is on Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State University. So if you like the video today, please come in and share it. Joining me to talk about this outstanding talented receiver that played at Florida State this year will be a guy that I call the Phil Collins of the 2024 NFL Draft. The most talented guy out there covering the draft, Mr. Daniel Kelly, is coming to us live from Key West, Florida. The second guy that's going to join me today, he's one of his writers with Mr. Kelly on his website, Mr. Kelly's website, firstroundmark.com. The very talented Mr. William Yanish. I know him as Bob Denver, Rocky Mountain High, one of the best guys out there covering the 2024 NFL draft. And a guy who's going to also offer his opinion, you know him as Mr. Logan Landis, the most talented guy out there that's produced several videos over the last few months here at 100 Yards Football at his highest level. He's going to give you his expert on Keon Coleman out of Florida State University. So if you like the video, one more time, please come in and share it. We are 100 Yards of Football. So we're going to get this party started with Mr. Daniel Kelly coming to us live out of Key West, Florida. Your opinions today on Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State University. Well, thank you, Mr. Turner. We can see him on your screen there, number four on the screen, number one in the hearts of many FSU fans. Let's go ahead and unpack him like we would unpack a NFL draft suitcase um, and kind of look at all the specifics about this guy because this, this I'm just going to start by saying this, and this is how I would talk if I was sitting in an NFL war room with the general manager and scouts and directors of player personnel and, and coaches and everybody. This is one of the weirdest evaluations I have ever done uh, in my life. Uh, this guy, um, you know, and, and again, everything, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, sing with the choir or get along to go along or go along to get along, like I would say, however it said, um, everything we do, um, the, the website that myself and William Yanish, who's going to talk next, everything we do, uh, and the other writers at firstroundmock.com who are evaluators, everything we do is, is founded, right? The foundation of our house is game film. Uh, game film is king at First Round Mock, and uh, we are the only draft website in America, to my knowledge, that not only lists the games, but also the links. So you uh, can take a look at the same information, hold us accountable, which everybody loves to do uh, online. And also uh, just kind of bring you more so into the process of being able to see exactly, um, you know, why, what's great about these players and why, why they're or not so great about them uh, going into this process. So with that said, um, you know, looking at, at Keon Coleman there on our screen, um, it, you know, looking at him, I looked at four games in 2022, um, and I also looked at game film on him in 2023 against LSU, Boston College, Wake Forest, Clemson, Duke, Miami, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, because he, he transferred out of out of uh, Michigan State, okay? And when I went back and I looked at him before he got that, 
FSU, because now I'm looking at two seasons of film, kind of instead of just one, to kind of get a fuller understanding of their fuller body of work, as we call it in scouting. And when I looked at Keon Coleman in 2022, he, he just he, he, nothing jumped out about the guy uh, at Michigan State in those four games. Um, you know, one of the first things I wrote in my evaluation, if you go look at it, um, on my lights kind of going on and off here. I mean, my, my production crew's slacking. It's, uh, just kidding. It's just me. Uh, but it, 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 he's a guy that I just could not warm up to on his game film. I mean, he flashed a few dominant plays in eight games I evaluated FSU. But if there is one word I would use to describe Keon Coleman, it is inconsistent. And the word inconsistent is the kiss of death in the National Football League because you, you need dependability. You need to know what exactly you're going to get out of a player when you invest in him and bring him in your rosters from a team chemistry standpoint. When I studied his fully, fuller body of work, like I said, um, it, it's just, you know, there was there was some inconsistency there where he should have made a grab, but he didn't. Uh, you know, and then every time he was able to make a miraculous high point, you know, high ball point the ball, and people are saying, wow, geez, is this like the next Randy Moss or something? Then there's another time he just couldn't do it. Um, you know, and that's, the, that's why I would use that word inconsistent if I was sitting in pre-draft uh, words. It's a terrible word in the NFL. It's almost like a swear word. Nothing gets a team to be fast than the word inconsistent and that is Coleman and nothing scares me more guys as an evaluator than someone who's inconsistent um, you know first you know, kind of looking at, at some of the things um, uh, you know in his overall evaluation uh, he's, he's a you know the, the thing of it is is he's a one gear receiver who, who flashes but but again he's inconsistent questionable motor nothing scares me more than a guy with a questionable motor it's like getting an old used car with a motor that doesn't work quite right he's uh, a guy that can line up in the slot or he can go out wide. So he does offer that pre-snap versatility where you can move around from a schematic and alignment standpoint prior to the snap um, above average speed, but not a burner. Um, and if you look to another indication, every piece of information in the scouting process is useful uh, when it comes to the bigger puzzles. Every, every piece of information is like a piece to a puzzle. Okay. So when we look at Keon Coleman's puzzle per se, it's, it, it's, it's game film, yes, but also the stats help to confirm the game film. And when you look, guys, at his production log on ESPN, it looks more like a roller coaster. Uh, you know, it's up and it's down. Um, he also had a decreasing catch rate in production this season, which is a kind of alarming for me. Uh, he played both in 12 games in 2022 and 2023. Um, in 2022, he had 58 catches for 798 yards, uh, seven touchdowns and 50, along with 51. But it dropped off the 50 receptions for 658 to the 13.2 average this year. Touchdowns didn't increase to from from seven to 11, but everything else went down. And, and so there's the in. in he just, you know, it, 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 there's that's just concerning to me, I guess you could say. Um, and also, there's nothing really fancy about his route running. Uh, he, he's got an average release, average change of direction. Of uh, he, he, he fights through corners for route leverage, and he's got instinctual ball skills, but he loses concentration. That's key. Turn up the volume. He loses concentration at times and just does not come through. Um, he, he's more threatening, I think, in the short to intermediate 
intermediate route level. Uh, he excelled in bubble screens, wide receiver bubbles, and quick slants. He was inconsistent, high point of the ball, like I mentioned. Uh, go ahead and turn on the Clemson, Boston College, Wake Forest, the Miami games for more um, uh, a deeper analysis there. You can see it with your own eyes. What on our, right on our website, firstrunmock.com. And he's got, uh, you know, it, it, there's just concerns from the neck up. Um, he is a good punt returner. I do want to say that he is a good punt returner who finds daylight and he does try as a blocker, but overall he was just, um, you know, it was just really, really concerning, especially the dropping catch rate was also concerning to me. Uh, every, each and every single season this year, I mean, these last three years, his catch rate has decreased. He went from seven receptions on nine targets, 78% catch rate in 2021 and 2022, 58 receptions on 93 targets, 62% catch rate. And then 2023, 50 catches on 90 targets. It's 56% catch rate. Uh, that's trending, but it's trending in the wrong direction. And I know, uh, you know, Mr. Yanish, I know from last year, you and I did a lot of pre-draft work together on Quinton Johnston, uh, the big receiver that was taken by the Chargers, um, you know, in front of TCU. And this was something that I really questioned, and I know we talked about offline, was this decrease in, in catch rate, decrease in production. Because bottom line, I think, you know, when you look at these guys, um, the last thing you want to see is a downward trajectory heading into the 2024 NFL draft or any draft for that matter. Um, I'm going to turn it over to William Yanish, who's uh, my, my, um, my colleague. Uh, I consider him a friend. Um, and, and also, I'm very fortunate to have an opportunity to have him write for FirstRoundMock.com, where he brings a lifetime of, of just background with the game, watching the game, playing the game, understanding the game. And uh, he's written uh, more articles than anybody else on the site outside of myself and i greatly respect his talent evaluation ability so william with that said i'm going to turn it over to you but that's what i was kind of seeing uh from uh, keon coleman was just kind of like um you know there's a lot of things to like about him but it's just like mm, mm. it's like it's like being at best buy or something and you turn on that tv and it looks really nice but you know it's just the picture you know, you know uh, yeah so i'll turn it on over to you on that Oh yeah, and uh, it's it's funny. I'm I'm sitting over here making notes, and you know the thing that came up was Quentin Johnston, you know, <laughs> and I was just thinking about that preparing for this program, you know, here today, and watching the film, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this is just like Quentin Johnston, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, I mean, back to that flow again, you know, that I'm talking about with the player. I mean, this guy has – it's almost like he's he's trying to put on a show like, you know, like Caleb Williams, you know. He's got so many unnecessary movements, you know, like he jumps when, when he doesn't have to or, you know, he just – he just it, it, it's almost like he's trying to put on a show, you know. And and that's that's one thing Caleb Williams does. You know, and just seeing that, though, and watching him at Michigan State, because, you know, he made Peyton Thorne look 100 times better than he really is. And um, however, it's it's the point that, you know, what works in college football doesn't always work in, you know, the NFL. And, I mean – this guy, he, 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 he fits the mold, you know, six foot four, 215 pounds, former basketball player, 
you know, all this stuff. And it's like, <clears throat> he's almost got that, that cocky sense to him. And I don't say that in a bad way. You know, I, I like, you know, cockiness in a player. And so I, I, I say that with the fact that, you know, it's, it's a point that he's going to be higher rated than he really should be. And um, can he play in the NFL? I mean, I'm sure he'll definitely get, you know, his, his, his opportunities, but you know what Quinn Johnson did with his last year. I, I mean, that really, really says a lot. So, you know, just, just being on the same plane with you, Andy, I, I, I figured that like, as soon as you started talking, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> we saw the same exact exact thing in this player. And that, that's because the game film doesn't lie, everybody. <laughs> yes, that is our unofficial motto. <laughs> First round, <laughs> the game film never lies, you know. And I say that like twice a week at least. And <laughs> I think that's about all there is to say about that. So I'll let uh. Vincent, take off here. And <laughs> okay, Mr. Logan Landis, what's your opinion about Keon Coleman, wide receiver, Michigan State slash Florida State University? Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Turner. Uh, and and thing about Keon Coleman is, I think Daniel put it really good. You see those flashes that he's got that uh, that you know great speed he has and, and tremendous catching ability. You see on the screen there, obviously. It's there, but like you said, it just uh, you just missed out on something. I think that's why uh, you know people are looking at him, and we already know this is already a stacked uh, class this upcoming year for quarterbacks, wide receivers. It's tough to get in the first round this year. There's a lot of really good players, and I think Keon Coleman could be a guy who might slip uh, to a later round, not not super late, nothing crazy like that, but just because I don't know if teams are going to take that first. And foremost, like we just mentioned in our previous video with Brock Bowers, that's the one you need to take in the first run if you want to change the team. Keon Coleman is a guy who has shown tremendous potential and had really good, you know, solid plays at both the schools he was at. But coming into the NFL draft, I think that he has some areas for improvement, as you've mentioned, DK. Some of the route running he has, a little bit of the um, catching and whatnot. But I think that he's a guy who you maybe throw in your system and might not be wide receiver number one at you know year one or two, but I think is someone who over time could gradually improve and get better at his craft each and every single year and end up being a solid football player. I think that he's got that in him. And I think overall, I think Keon Coleman's a good prospect. I do. But like you guys just said, I don't know if I would put that first round mock on him uh, looking at just already a super strong 2024 NFL draft. Mr. Football, Vince Turner, what's your thoughts on Keon Coleman coming out of Florida State? Keon Coleman. Uh, I heard about the young man when he was in high school. He was a two-sport athlete down in Appaloosas, Louisiana. I'm a member of Phi Beta Sigma fraternity, my frat brothers from their car, Simeon, so I'm going to give him some love today. He told me about this young man was a high-level athlete. So Mr. Coleman goes to Michigan State. Um, his game was, as y'all gentlemen say, may have been a little inconsistent. But I think about him going to Michigan State and all those great football players that played there from Kirk Gibson, Bubba Smith, Brand Van Pelt, Jimmy Ray, George Webster, Kirk Cousins, and he held his own. 
Then he played six games on the Michigan State basketball team under the legendary coach, Tom Izzo. And then he goes to Florida State out of all the schools that um, you transferred to. And I listen to what you said, Mr. Giannis. You said Mr. Coleman might have a little cockiness, but I like that because he went to Florida State. And what are they known for? Prime time, Deion Sanders, Terrell Buckley, Derrick Brooks, Peter Warwick, Bobby Butler, Warwick Dunn. So they do that down there a little bit different if you don't like it. And all I can say is this. You gentlemen, obviously, are more expert to me. Y'all watch more game film than me. I'm more a fan. I'm just a guy that talk. But I like that size of Keon Coleman, 6'4", 215. And what I saw, I see potential. I like his vertical jump. He made some catches this year. It puts me in the mind of five slammer jammer basketball, 83, Clyde the Glide, Michael Young, Akeem Olajuwon. Benny Elders, he got that vertical. And I'm waiting over the next couple of days to see what he jumps at the combine. Almost thinking it's going to be 38, 40 inches. Then I think about he's got that size, he got that length. I've seen him sometimes this year create separation and be behind people. And then he's out of town. I brought his hometown up again, Appaloosas. And they produce stars down there because there's something in the water. Rob Milburn. Olympic gold medalist, 1972. DK, Debbie Henderson, Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints. Grew up on the same block as Mr. Coleman. Lord Mumford, another Super Bowl champion with the Miami Dolphins. And then since before we came on the day, I got a little smoke brought to me from some certain people about the Dallas Cowboys, but he's from the same area. C.D. Lamb! So when you look at Mr. Coleman, he might have a little more inconsistency to his game, but I look at that potential. And then I think about all the great receivers his size that came into this league with a little something about that game that some NFL scouts said that, hey, might be maybe some flaws. Go back to Otis Taylor, Prairie View University, Kansas City Chiefs. I think he ended up being a pretty good player. Kenny Burrow, they play with the Houston Oilers about the same size as Mr. Coleman, maybe two inches taller. Uh, Mike Quick with the Philadelphia Eagles, who used to run away from people. Uh, Roy Green out of Henderson State, who played both ways with the St. Louis Cardinals slash the Phoenix Cardinals. Got a little bit of uh, Mr. Coleman game in him. Uh, Mr. Kelly, I think he's a more athletic about the same size, more faster guy than Art Monk. Maybe not as polished as a rap runner, but I think his skills are similar to Art Monk. Got a little bit of Eric Moles in him. Out of Mississippi State, the state of Mississippi, he went on and had some decent seasons with the Buffalo Bills. Then, Mr. Kelly, I'm going to bring back another receiver that you bring up to me behind closed doors that you love. You don't tell a lot of people out there you like this dude, but he don't get his flowers out too with the New York Jets. And then David Williams, that played at the University of Illinois. So Mr. Coleman, to me, has got all them skill sets. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. Mr. Yanish and Mr. Kelly, I love y'all. And y'all do this better than I do. And y'all talk about gang film. But I got to get up from my chair. And I'm going to use this as my final words by Keon Coleman. First game against Florida State. National ranked game on ESPN. Number three, Florida State, going against number four, LSU. I don't know Mr. Coleman had three receptions in the, three touchdowns in that game. Nine, nine receptions, 122 yards, and he was the best player on the field. Hallelujah. 
I love Keon Coleman. Back to you, Mr. Kelly, here on 100 Yards of Football. Well, Mr. Turner, I love your excitement. It gets me all jazzed up and ready to go as we head into this final segment. <laughs> I tell you what, it's, it's, I'm, I'm ramped up. Uh, my kids always say, no, no, don't drink any coffee. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, but, you know, it, it's interesting because I sit here and listen to you gentlemen talk, um, you know, about uh, Keon Coleman, their number four on our screen. And you all make really interesting, intriguing points. And this is really what it's like to sit in an NFL draft room. Everybody kind of goes around the room and the draft meetings, give their thoughts, they put on the tape, uh, watch the film again, see what they think, everybody kind of comes up, okay, where are we go, put them on the board, and I and I keep hearing, um, you know, especially from you, William, um, you know, I keep hearing things, you know, I, I think you and I are kind of on the same page with the Quinton Johnston, that, that's just, keep, I can't get that out of my mind, it's kind of like when yeah. I close my eyes and I see RG3's catastrophic injury, when I said, when I think of Jan Daniels, the same thing with this guy, I can't get that out of my mind with Quinton Johnston, and Quinton Johnston, Johnston. People have backed off now, taken their takes and put them in the back file and hope nobody ever sees them um, in the NFL draft community. But you and I still know what people were saying about Quinton Johnson pre-draft. Um, and uh, they all thought this guy was first round material up and down and, and everything else. And I remember, you know, me personally, I had a third round grade on him. And then, you know, pre-draft and then uh, Mr. Landers, um, you know, you talk about, you know, seeing that potential and, and there's no question the potential is there. There's no, there's no question. I mean, he has the size at 6'4", 215 pounds. Um, you know, he, he does flash these plays. I see him. I think we all see him from what's been said here today. Um, you know, it, it, but there's something. The game is won or lost. The saying in scouting and football in NFL buildings, I worked in one. The saying is the game is won or lost from the neck up. Okay, everybody's big, everybody's fast, or big and fast. Uh, everyone's got an agent. Well, most people, except for a couple, I won't name. Uh, but you know, everybody has a you know a, you know the diet, the, the the work hard, the coaches sleep in the office, etc. The game is won or lost really from the neck up. And with that said. I, I, I can't help but to go back in closing to, to when I worked with Bill Parcells at the New York Jets. And he had these things called critical factors of scouting. And one of the critical facts of scouting that stuck with me all these years was this. And this is Bill Parcells' critical factors of scouting. Is football important to him? That was the, that was the big one. Okay, that was one of the six I think there was. Um, and to me... Uh, when I answer, you know, when, when, I, when I answer that question, when I look at Keon Coleman, um, I say, um, I say, no, I don't think football is the most important thing to him. And, and how do I say that? Why do I say that? How could I possibly say that? Because if you research Keon Coleman online, um, you know, his first, uh, he loved basketball more than football. Uh, that's his backstory. I have a clip on on the on the article I wrote, even where the announcers are talking about this during the game, uh, during the telecast on, on ABC Sports. Um, you know, they said you know they talk about his love of basketball, but it, but he but he chose to play football, and the reference was made for money. Uh, was the reference during the telecast by one of the commentators. And that is exactly what it looks like on film to me. The game film confirmed that for me, where he's showing off those basketball skills he has out there. But really and truly, I think we're seeing the inconsistencies. I think we're seeing the lack of focus. I think we're seeing the lack, you know, the, the, the inconsistent concentration, dropping some of his shunt and everything, because I think there is that discrepancy in his mind. If I was at the NFL scouting combine or had a question that 
a you know a chance to question Keon Coleman pre-draft in a, in, a, in a room uh, like they pull the players into. That would be the question I would really drill down on if a general manager is watching this or somebody that knows a GM in the NFL. That's a question I'd really drill down on. Um, my, my takeaway, my final thing, um, in conclusion, I have a third-round grade on Keon Coleman because, to your point, Mr. Landers, I, I believe that um, you know I, I think that the third round is a perfect round. It's, it's, it's a high-level developmental round pick where you're mitigating some of this risk. You don't take him first or second round, which you need to get gamers. You take him third round. It, it doesn't hurt you as badly if he doesn't work out, but there's upside, and, and it's kind of that developmental pick where he comes in and he has to prove it in order to land a second contract outside of his rookie deal. Uh, love the thoughts that you had, Vince, as well, You know, throwing in the history of the game. I, I absolutely love that. I think it's very important, as I always say, to understand the history of the game before you make a projection on these guys. And really, it's not about tearing a guy down. I want to make that real clear here. At our position of first-round mock, it's about giving a player a proper valuation to give him his best possible fighting chance in the NFL and framing the expectations properly so, so a player can come in and have a fighting chance. You bring a guy in like this in the first round top 10 and he starts showing inconsistencies, they're going to run him out of town and say, say he's a bum and they're probably going to fire the general manager. You bring him in the third round, it's a little bit more time, he has a little bit more patience, maybe he works his way into the lineup, maybe he's able to kind of get over that hurdle if if he is going to get over it. Like one of the old scouts of the Jets, uh, Sid Hall used to say, I think he's scout, God bless him. I think he's he's with the with the Lord now. Uh but but he used to say um uh you know when they come to sleepers he had Super Bowl rocks on his fingers from the Pittsburgh Steelers uh back in the day in the 70s and they said what do you think about sleepers Sid? And he said ah he goes I just hope they wake up <laughs> and that's really what you hope here is you hope a guy like this wakes up because my final take on this guy is I believe Keon Coleman's career will be a slow fade pattern. That's what I believe. William Yanish, your final thoughts on Keon Coleman. Potential is something that Rex Ryan once said is a nothing but a fancy French word for you ain't done nothing yet. And well, you know, I mean, He's got to go out there and and prove it. I mean, he has to want it. And, you know, I had a third on Quentin last year, just like you did. And, yep. uh, you know, I mean, that's where I can see this guy fitting in. It's about the same place. So that's what I have. Mr. Logan Landers. Yes, sir. My final thoughts on Keon Coleman is a guy who I think we're all talking about here that if he gets maybe the right coach to light that fire, if he, you know, puts a little bit more extra work in the gym, perhaps, and just buckles down is someone who could be a really solid receiver. We see the flashes of brilliance. We see how good this guy is. If he gets on the right system, the right coaching staff. He's got, like we were all saying, that keyword potential to break out and to be a really solid wide receiver in the NFL for quite some time. But right now, at the time of this recording, it remains to be seen. And I think he's a guy who's got really good build. As we mentioned, route run needs a little bit of improvement. But overall, I think that Keon Coleman's a solid, solid receiver. And I'm excited to see where he's going to go in the NFL draft. Mr. Turner, your final thoughts. I'd like to say, first and foremost, I'd like to thank all the gentlemen. I love y'all comments today. Uh, Mr. Yanis, excellent information. DK, I love you, baby. Mr. Hey. Logan, Logan uh, Landers, hey, man, always, you brought the fire. Uh, my final thoughts on Keon Coleman, let me throw Herman Moore in there, too, as a comparison, and Hartley Dykes. 
Um, when I think about Keon Coleman, I like the word what Mr. Yaney said, potential. And I love potential. Because when you go in the when you go in this process and you're being drafted, there's gonna be a lot of things said about you. So last night when I was up thinking about Keon Coleman, I think about Ken Allen. There was a third round pick out of Cal that's had a pretty good uh, career with the LA Chargers. Then I think about this young man came out of second round out of UTC, Chattanooga, 90 miles from where I'm living at here in Douglasville, Georgia. He was a basketball player too. Got drafted by uh, Mr. William Yang's 49ers. And they were saying all these things about, but he ended up being a Hall of Fame. His name is T.O. Terrell Owens. Then I think about Drew Pearson since the day I've been revved on this a Cowboys fan. Drew came in as an undrafted quarterback out of Tulsa. Everybody didn't think he was going to make it in the league, but he a Hall of Famer. Then I think about Charlie Joyner that played at Grambling. Oh, what they say about Charlie? Oh, he came from the swag. Oh, he 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 kind of got a little inconsistent to his game. Got drafted by the Houston Oilers. Things didn't go over well with Houston, but he got out there with the uh, young man out of the San Francisco area by the name of Dan Fouts and ended up having a Hall of Fame career. All I'm going to say about Keon Coleman, he's from Appaloosa's, Louisiana. There's something in the water. Anytime you're from an area that's got Rob Milburn, C.D. Lamb, Devin Henderson, I'm going to put my money on him. I could see him as a second-round pick, maybe, as y'all gentlemen say, third round. But I wouldn't be surprised if he have a pretty good career in the NFL. So if you like the video today, please come in and share. We surely appreciate it here on 100 Yards Football. Special thanks to my man, the Phil Collins of the 2024 NFL Draft, Mr. Daniel Kelly. To my man, the very talented, Mr. William Yanish out of Denver, Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. And then to my man, Mr. Babyface Nelson, Mr. Logan Landers, Yellowstone in the house, Kevin Costa. We are 100 yards of football. Y'all be blessed here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.